Hi, my name's Shannon, and welcome to my podcast, The Top Sixth Shaz. I'm just your typical 20-year-old uni student, passionate about all things psychology, emotional intelligence, health, fitness, productivity, and just being your absolute best self. This period of my life is bringing me some pretty interesting things, whether that's lessons, achievements, or challenges. I want you to join me in my themed episodes where I tell you just six tips, tricks, or pointers to living a life full of confidence, pride, and productivity. Happy listening! Kia ora everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Top 6 with Shaz podcast. Um, thank you so much for joining me today. I'm hoping that this episode is going to be nice, short, sharp, quick, but super, super helpful. Um, I know that whether you're in uni or at school, it's definitely coming up to kind of end of year exam season. And that time of year is just really, really stressful. And sometimes um, it can be really, really overwhelming. Um, and so I am here. I've collated kind of six things that um, I have been using a lot and I tend to always use these same tips when it comes to exam season just to make it a lot easier on myself um, and to kind of break things up into smaller chunks so that I can get through it and actually be still alive at the end of it all to enjoy my summer holidays, winter holidays, whatever it is, wherever I am in the world. Um, I actually just got off the phone to my girl Tay and she was like, you need to do another podcast episode. I was like, okay, bye, I'll do another one. Um, I actually have really missed it. It's only been like a week. For a while, I was like only uploading one like every month or so. But for like three or so weeks, I was really in the groove. So I was doing them lots. And I actually have missed it. Um, I still don't have any of my social media apps. If you're wondering, probably not, you don't care. But from my last podcast episode about deleting the social media apps, um, I still don't have them. I go on like my laptop Instagram and stuff, but as you can imagine, it's not as user-friendly on the laptop version. So I find myself like barely going on it. I kind of just go on it like once every couple of days for one scroll just to like make sure everyone's doing good. Like the people that I really care about and would like to know what they're doing and everything, I will have talked to anyway, like off social media. So yeah, I mean, social media is great, um, but it's been really, really helpful just for the last few weeks to be off it. Um, before we jump into the episode, I will quickly do my little new intro segment thing. Um, what have I learned since last episode? <laughs> this is a bit of a like, yikes um, statement, but I was talking to Tay about it and I think I might do again like another episode on it because I don't want you to read too much into this statement, but um obviously like everything in moderation, but I have learned just in the last few weeks, I don't even think it's been the whole of like lockdown period. Um, just kind of in the last month or so, my body has just been going through a lot of changes. And at first I was like in denial with what it was. I was thinking like, my skin's really bad again. Like I seem to just be not fitting anything right. I'm not even waking up feeling nice. Like Usually you go to bed a bit bloated, but you wake up feeling a little bit better. I just wasn't even waking up feeling good. And I was being really, really moody. I did that podcast episode a few weeks ago about how moody I've been. Um, no, I did not think I was pregnant before any of you look into that too far. Um, but I just haven't been feeling myself at all. And a couple of weeks ago, um, 
I kind of went, right, I looked at all the clothes that I've got here, which is not a lot. I never bring lots of clothes when I come to, like, England or Australia, which is good because everything I know fits and I know I like and it's all just really simple, easy clothes, like usually activewear or a pair of jeans or whatever. But I was looking at everything and I was like, I hate it all. I don't like the way I look at anything. My body's changing. My hips are getting wider again. Like, it's not like I hadn't gone through puberty before this either. Like, my hips were just getting even wider than before. And I'm like, what did I do to deserve even wider hips? Like, I'm already out of proportion. Like, um, but yeah. And so, um, instead of being really down in the dumps about it, I literally ordered... 250 pounds worth of stuff from ASOS with the intention of like obviously returning stuff like I think I got three different sizes of the same pair of jeans to see if they'd fit so I wasn't going to keep 250 pounds worth of stuff which is like $500 New Zealand (laughs) for conversion um and I hated every single thing literally everything I put on did not fit me and I got it all in my normal size and I kind of that was the moment where everything clicked and I was like something's not right like I need to change something. Something's not right. And so um, I had a bit of a meltdown. And then after that, I just picked myself up and said, right, I need to kind of seriously think about what I'm doing. Because again, like I was in denial that, you know, I'm eating well and I always get my 10,000 steps a day and I work out at the gym every day and I go on the odd run. And like, how hard is it to be fit and I don't want to say skinny. I think that's quite a triggering word, but um just feeling my best and confident again like what do I have to do I don't want to eat carrots all day and that's the only way to be feeling fit and healthy um and so Ollie has like his old PT that does some of his macros for him every once in a while just to keep him like on track towards like hitting his goals and everything and so we messaged him and I'm currently this week um I'm not changing anything that I'm eating but he simply is like observing me this week so I have to send a photo of everything that I eat um, and like send him like rough quantities, like just roughly, just so he can kind of get an idea of what I'm normally consuming. And then next week he's going to give me a more detailed meal plan, which is going to be really good, I think, because I literally got my PT cert when I was still in high school. And so although that's been really, really good and I kind of was able to bust all the common myths and fads within the fitness industry from a really young age and I kind of never fell for it. Um, I think there's absolutely no shame in still asking for help and reaching out to a real expert that's in the field right now as we speak. So I'm really excited to see kind of where we can go from here. Um, And so what I've learned going back, circling back to the actual point since last episode is that I actually can't get away with eating as much as what I did when I was playing water polo. So I quit water polo pretty much like a year ago to the month. Um, I think it was like September last year was my last tournament and I've just always been like an active kid, yeah, teenager, like I've always had sport like every day and a lot of sport, like water polo was a big sport um, and so I've always just eaten like it's, you know, like you're hungry, you eat, you are coming home from training, you eat, you come home from school, you eat and I've never really had to think twice about it because my body hasn't really changed all that much because I've always been burning so much. And so it's not until now where I've been kind of out of water polo for a good year. And I think in my head, like I'm still active and I definitely am, but I'm still eating like pretty much the exact same as what I was when I was playing a lot more competitive water polo. And I think it's taken me until my body to kind of say, I'm changing, like, hello, you don't, you can't get away with this much anymore for me to kind of make a change and realize that yes, it's all good things that I eat. Um, 
but yeah, definitely the portion sizes. It's just, I just don't need it. So yeah, it's been really evident this week of every photo that I've just seen. I'm like, God, did I have to send another photo? And I'm thinking, yeah, because you're eating again. <laughs> like, so that's what I've learned. Um, but yeah, I'll keep you updated with how that all goes. I'm really excited just to get like some like expert advice and kind of someone else backing me because as much as I trust my own intuition and my own um, like knowledge, I think there's no harm in reaching out to someone that's even more qualified than you. And yeah, there's no harm in asking for help. So I'm really excited. What am I proud of this week? I am proud of not giving up on the stupid subject that really made me angry a couple of weeks ago. Again, I think I talked about it in a podcast episode about how I literally did everything I possibly could to prepare for this one exam test. Um, and I did really bad <laughs> and I was absolutely gutted. Emailed the teacher for help and he didn't even, like he answered back in a really salty way. I didn't give up. I went to the tutorial advisor lady then and said, I'd like to meet for a Zoom just to talk about, you know, my study habits and what's happening and what I can do to improve and where I went wrong. Um, Because I genuinely was out of ideas. I was like, I did all the readings. I watched every lecture twice. I wrote my notes on by hand and then on um, my laptop. So like, what more could you want? Um side note she said to start mind mapping and I was like okay well, if that's the only thing you can tell me to do so I had my another test for the subject on Monday and little I uh of course I mind mapped <laughs> I hated it I don't think I got anything from it um and then everything else I just did as I had done the other two tests I backed myself and I finally got a better grade I finally got something that I was moderately happy with I won't say I was ecstatic with the result but like I was finally happy with the result that I got. Um, so I'm just proud of not giving up. I could have very, very, very easily just thrown in the towel and said, screw this subject. I'm not going to bother with it anymore. We're so close to the end. But instead, I tried to resurrect the subject and I got a slightly better grade this time around. And I'm proud of that because I could have very easily just given up. Uh, my goal for this week coming, <laughs> just casually, is to run the London <laughs> London Marathon this Sunday. <laughs> um, so if you didn't know, Ollie has signed up for the London Marathon. He signed up like last year and it's been postponed and postponed and postponed. And now it's virtual. It was supposed to be in April this year, um, but due to COVID, it was postponed lots. And then now it's virtual to on Sunday. So all the participants have to download this app and it like tracks them. And I thought, well, why don't I try and do it? I've done it once before. I've broken it up into little sections. I broke it up into like 5K sections and then a few like 3 and 1K sections. Um, so on Sunday, bear in mind, I haven't done any running for like a good three or so weeks, four weeks. Um, my goal for this Sunday is to run it all, but I'm going to do it in 410 slash 11.1K blocks. So I've got work as well on Sunday. So I'm going to get up extra, extra early before work and run 10Ks before work, and then run another 10 after work, eating like heaps in between. I'm going to be eating so much. So I'm going to be sending all these meals to the PT, and he'll be like, what the heck? But um, I'll tell him like, dude, I'm running 42Ks today. And then I'm running, I'll just run like 11.1 twice kind of towards the evening. So yeah, that's my goal is to run it all and not pussy out and not injure myself as well. So that's, I think, a pretty cool goal this Sunday to kind of not really kind of run the London marathon all right um without further ado let's get stuck into the episode of my six best tips 
for surviving the exam season. All right, so my first tip for surviving the exam season is all to do with distractions. Actually, my first two tips are all to do with distractions. Um, the first of which being distractions on your actual laptop or whichever device that you're using to study or to revise or to write your assignments. Um, and it's actually the same tip as my first ever episode all about surviving the whole uni year. Um, now I've kind of consolidated um, those tips and made it kind of this episode all about exam season specifics and just kind of deadline times. Um, so if you ever listened to that very first episode, I talked about the application called Cold Turkey Blocker. So it's just a download that you can download just from the internet um, onto, I believe it'll, it will work for any, there'll be like a Windows download and a Mac download. Um, so it's called Cold Turkey Blocker and it's just an application that blocks down whichever websites you choose for any decided time that you choose. So I've got um, a, a block called Procrastination and that has I've chosen to block um, YouTube, the Instagram app, Facebook, um, Pinterest. You can even do any like online shopping websites that you kind of find yourself if you're someone that will find yourself on like Princess Polly or something, for example, um, when you're trying to be studying or when you're trying to be listening to a lecture or whatever that is, you can um, add that to your block and then you can, it'll just be in your like little top bar. I'm so bad at explaining things on computers. Um but it's like right next to your Wi-Fi and your Bluetooth and everything. So it's super easy to access. Um, you go start a new block and then I've called my procrastination and then you just have a list of different times that you can choose to block it out for. So I will usually choose whatever time that I've blocked off um, to I've given myself, say, an hour to do something. I don't want to access any of those applications for the next hour. And then it, when I go to go on like YouTube or whatever I've blocked, it like literally doesn't even load. So that's a really good um, application to use if you're someone like me that even if you have good self-control, you, your self-control isn't strong enough to completely avoid going on different websites or just to be distracted by different things that aren't um, helpful, then apps like Cold Turkey Blocker are really helpful for your laptop. And then phone-wise, if you don't want to throw away your phone completely for the time that you're meant to be studying, you need to have it on you for whatever reason, you can set app time limits. I'm sure you all know how to do this, so I won't go into it too much, but um, same sort of apps that I choose to limit. I've actually, if you listened to my last episode, I've completely deleted the apps um, off my phone entirely. Um, but setting app time limits, I feel pretty good with self-control you want to give yourself a little bit of time during your breaks and everything to still go on these apps um setting up those time limits for say you want to spend a total of one hour um across the day nothing more on instagram or something um and when it gets to an hour total you it locks you out and so you but that one see this is where i struggle because at the bottom when it says log like time limit exceeded or whatever it says ignore limit for today and I'm I'm seriously that bad like that I end up saying oh ignore limit and I don't do anything about it so that's why I personally have just deleted the whole apps um but if you're better than me then props to you give me all the help that I need um because yeah like I said I just delete the whole entire apps um tip number two is actually I don't even know why I made it a separate whole tip because it's pretty much just a sub point of tip number one about distractions um, and it's deleting actual apps off your phone or putting your phone in another room um, 
I find this one really helpful if I have the app, like set different apps on my phone anyway. Um, I actually use Facebook because I'm in like all of the different groups for my different subjects and stuff. So I need, I keep Facebook, but I don't really get distracted by Facebook that much anyway, really. So I do actually have the Facebook app on my phone. Um, so if you find that you can't get your, bring yourself to delete the actual apps, putting your phone in another room, throwing it on your bed while you're studying at your desk or just not having your phone in reach um, will stop you from being even just mildly tempted to see if there's any notifications or if that person replied or you think about something and it's like, oh, I'll just check. So it kind of takes away that temptation by not having it even in your line of sight. You know what they say, out of sight, out of mind. So putting your phone like in another room or giving it to someone to hold for like the next hour or two um, can be really, really good. Tip number three for surviving the exam season is to time block your whole day way in advance. So this is kind of something that I'm, I don't know if passionate is the right word, I'm passionate about time blocking, but I really, really swear by time blocking, especially when it gets to this period of the year when you've just got so many deadlines and so many things due and things that I like say different um, weightings or different word counts, but they're due at different times. So I got to a point, I think even two weeks ago. So I think I was six weeks out from the end of the uni year and I was already feeling super, super overwhelmed because I had 4,000 words due here, 4,000 words due here. I had a test here, a test here, a test here, then 5,000 words here too. And I couldn't, I was looking at all the due dates in advance and I realized that I couldn't just work and work on what was due next and then do what was due next and then do what was due next because there would be, I'd have two days then to complete a whole 4,000 word report on something. So I had to look at how heavily weighted different things were. So where I needed to put, emphasize like more of my time and, (coughs) sorry, (laughs) and what was going to take more time. So something like studying for a multi-choice test isn't going to take as long as my crim assignment, which is a 3,000 word essay, which I need all my research for. So Looking at that way in advance, so I did this, it ended up being six weeks in advance just because that's when I started to feel like a little bit of a tight chest. Um, and I made just like a table um, and a Word doc. I can, If anyone wants it, I can send it to you, but it's literally just a table and a Word document in landscape. Um, and I had, so I started at week nine and I go through until week 12 and then I have a week of assessment period. So it's pretty much six weeks. Um And so I've got a row for week nine assessment that's due and then a row for week nine, what I'm going to be studying or how I'm going to be needing to use my time during each day of week nine. So two rows per week um, and then I have Monday to Sunday in each column. Um, And then in red, in each of those assessment weeks, I can really easily see how often I've got things due, which weeks have more red in them, et cetera, et cetera. So it's really easy to kind of visualize it if you're someone that needs to see it on paper rather than just hearing all these dates come out of your ears from different subjects. Because it's really hard at uni and school, even if you're at school, none of the teachers and none of the faculties talk to each other. So especially like I do two different degrees from two completely different faculties. So my commerce department is like obviously not going to talk to the science department and say like, when's Shannon's essay due? Like, should I put her report due then as well? Like they're not going to talk about that. So very, very often will I have three assessment pieces due in the same week. And I know that that won't just be me. A lot of you will be living through that same frustrating time. So seeing it all visually is super, super helpful. Um, And so once I had all of each of my deadlines in, um, I then worked out 
like I kind of worked my way back and said, okay, so the very last assessment I've got is in my assessment week period on a Wednesday and that's a test. How many days do I need for that test? And I kind of slotted in in that second row of each week kind of what I was going to be doing each day so maybe if I had a test that day I'd be doing predominantly last minute study for the test and then once I'd done the test for the second half of the day I was going to do parts two and three of my uh, marketing report or something like that so that I could then because I just would stress that I would get to week 11 I've got three things due and I didn't realize that I had three things due and I thought I was just going to work on my crim assignment that was due on a Thursday but I didn't realize that my psych test was on a Friday and I'm thinking well then I've only given myself one day to study for a test so doing it way in it in advance helps you see it all and it just kind of reassures you that everything will fit in you will have time because when you hear all those dates it's really hard to kind of visualize like being able to actually get it all done so breaking it down into small blocks is super super helpful um And by doing that, I kind of can set myself mini goals. So when I, like, if you haven't done something like this and you've just said, right, this assignment's due this day, this test is due this day, this assignment's due this day, it's really overwhelming. It seems like you need weeks and weeks to do it all. Um, And you're like, when am I going to do it? How do you know when to stop each day? Have you done enough each day? Are you on track? That's the other thing. By doing this, you know that you're on track each day. And if you don't get what was on your goal for the day done, then you know that's only going to carry into the next day. So you kind of have more motivation to get everything done on your to-do list each day because you know it's just going to bank up and you know that you've specifically given yourself 500 words of this assignment to write today because if you don't get it done today, tomorrow's going to be a really, really hard day. <laughs> so breaking it down into mini goals just reassures yourself that you're going to get everything done. Every bit of every assignment and test has a place to be done. You're going to give it time if you follow your plan that you've got. Um and make it really achievable. So something that I do is I don't, um, I try not to study on a Saturday and a Sunday. Towards the end of the semester, I have got stuff on Sundays, um, but I'm okay with that because it makes the Monday to Friday a little bit easier. Um, but Saturdays, I have nothing. I You leave Saturdays out, that's when Ollie's off work. So I think that's really important to have time together. Um, and it also kind of leaves me with a day to kind of catch up. So, cause you, you know, you can't expect to live life, which I struggle with. I'm giving myself advice here. You can't accept life to always go as planned. You can plan things as much as you want. You can be as specific as you want on paper, but things are still going to pop up. Things are still going to go wrong. Things still aren't going to go to plan. So could kind of just having small enough goals, leaving a catch up day every week or every two weeks probably is more realistic um, to kind of get everything, all those bits and bobs done that you didn't quite get to. So maybe you said that you were going to summarize week six to eight of this subject for your test and you didn't quite finish off week eight um then one of your lighter days you can kind of just write in um catch up day and then it's all the things like that like the little bits and bobs that you didn't quite get done in the allocated days you can catch up on um and fix then so yeah kind of just be gentle with yourself I know that that's really hard because everything it seems like everything's really important and each lecturer and each professor acts like that assignment is the most important thing you should be worrying about right now. And you're thinking, well, all four of my subjects are saying that they're the most important. So which one do I prioritize? But yeah, you'll totally work it out. I believe in you all, but definitely small goals, break it down, make it like easier to visualize on paper. I printed out that, um, 
Word document once I got it. Made it all pretty in Canva just so it was easier to see. Printed it out and put it in my binder in the front cover. So I've got that where all my notes are. I also made it my desktop home screen. So Ollie, sorry, you, our photo of us is no longer my desktop wallpaper. Um, it's now a beautiful table of things to do. Um, but it just helps me visualize it. And then I've now gone into my iCalendar. I love iCalendar. I was not an iCalendar or online calendar girl at all until this year. I've sworn by my Lorna Jane diary, which I still use every day, actually. Slight sidetrack, sorry. Um, I still use it every day because I make small to-do lists. So I have like, I make little check boxes of everything I want to get done. And I put everything on that, guys. Like I am someone that's really motivated by like ticking things off and feeling productive and getting things done. So I, I go to work six days a week. I put work in the little box. I put getting my 10,000 steps in, in a little box. Cause the more I get to like tick things off, the more on track I feel and the more motivated I feel to kind of keep that rigmarole going and keep, um, achieving all those little things. So I still use my paper diary a lot for everyday to-do lists, but I use my iCalendar for time blocking out my day so that I've got my lectures in the morning and then from this time to this time which is usually until kind of like Ollie comes home or until a gym class um that I will then do what I've time blocked for the day whether it's like studying for this test or getting weeks eight to ten summarized or parts one to three of my assignment done or whatever it is you get the picture now I'm sure I've (laughs) rambled a lot and over explained but yeah that's a really good way if you're feeling really frazzled and feeling like you can't get it all done that is the first thing that I always do because I know that I will get it all done. You always manage to get there in the end. So sometimes all you have to do is just visualize it and see it on paper in order to believe your like vision that it is actually going to all work out. All right. Tip number four is to give yourself a solid one hour lunch break um, and make good food in that lunch break. Spend time to genuinely relax. Either go for a walk, walk around, get up and moving or have a nap. Personally, don't really love the nap because then I won't get back up because I usually kind of hit a slump at like three o'clock. So if I take a nap at three, the day's absolutely gone. Um, but just really like instead of eating lunch at your desk and keep continuing to work through it, your mind will kind of just get overtired and you'll just get so over the content that you're trying to do or achieve that the rest of the day will kind of just not happen and be on track as you wanted. So what I do is I um, schedule in a lunch break in my time block day. So I have from the minute I wake up to the minute I go to bed, you don't have to be this pedantic, but if you're taking my advice, take this bit. Like if you want to do it how I do it. Um, but I do, I pretty much work out from my, when, when I wake up to when I go to bed, especially at the moment, um, where I'm going to be each time of the day and what I should be doing. So then I can see that I, if I'm ever taking a break that I know I shouldn't be, such as being on my phone or not being very productive and getting closer to ticking off something, I can see that like I've scheduled myself a full one hour complete break from everything. So can I not just wait until then? When you don't have a specific break uh, planned, it's hard to be like, well, I might as well just got my phone now, or I might as well, you know, make food now or whatever it is, because you don't, you don't have that incentive. Like it's coming, you're going to have that break soon. So I give myself a whole one hour usually. Um, and I completely take myself out of the environment where I was studying 
I make good nutritious food. I like to make something hot um, just because then it, it feels more hearty and it's more filling. I like to spend the time to make good food. I've usually meal prepped it as well. So there's, I don't have to do that much. I don't have to cook anything. It's more just heating something or toasting something or whatever it is. Um, and I relax. So that's when I do give myself YouTube time. It's when I do give myself Instagram time. That's when I ring someone or I call someone or ring someone and call someone the same thing. Um, face to my parents if it's the right time and they're awake. So that's when I give myself that hour. And if there's anything that you think of while I'm meant to be studying, like, oh, I really just want to do this or I'd rather do that or your mind's trying to think of things to procrastinate with, like, oh, I need to see if that jacket's still in stock, um, then write it down and save it for that one hour because you know that you're going to get that one hour coming. So write it down so you don't forget and you don't feel like you might miss out and write it down. And then when it gets to that one hour, you can give yourself that self-care. Um, and also get up off your feet. If you are on your feet, on your bum all day studying, get up, walk around, get your steps in, um, get some fresh air, please get some fresh air. You don't want to be stuck inside all day. Um, and yeah, if you're inclined go for a nap for an hour, but yeah, personally, I'm not a napper because I'm, I'm a sleeper. I, if I nap, it's turning into a sleep. <laughs> All right. Tip number five is like my favorite tip. And it's something that I've only really just actually, no, I've technically been doing this the whole of uni. Um, but it's giving myself something to look forward to at the end of the day. So it's an incentive to get everything done on time and just an incentive to get everything done in general because it feels like a reward. So for everyone, the thing to look forward to will be very different. But for me personally, um, the gym that we go to has a lot of like evening classes. So I might have gone to the gym straight after work before I start like studying for the day. But I book like a really fun gym class or I go to the gym or I go, Ollie and I like to go for like afternoon walks when it's really nice and sunny. Um, or you can make plans with friends or go for coffee at uh, in the afternoon, evening. You know, plan something with someone that kind of makes you accountable that you you can't you can't let them down you've got to be here at this time and that way if you know that if you don't get everything done before that time you'll only have more to get done tomorrow it kind of gets your ball rolling a lot faster and it gives you an incentive to get everything done even quicker um one of those like these quotes that my mum used to always say to me was if you want to get something done if you want something done give it to a busy person because I would always talk about like how stressed I was at high school or like how much I had on and it was like but I was always I'd always managed to get it all done even when I would doubt myself and that was because I was actually so much more productive when I knew I had training at this time to this time and then I had this from here to here and I had a meeting here to here because I knew that that two-hour window in between I had no option but that was my only option to get that English assignment done or whatever it was and so when you're really, really busy, you have to make the time and you know that you've only got that small window to get something done. So you just get it done. You don't think twice. You're not lazy about it. You don't put it off. You don't procrastinate with it because you know that's the only window you've got to get it done. So it's kind of bringing that into and like pushing that onto yourself by giving something to you that's the busy person, um, making plans or saying, right, when I finish all my work, I'm going to let myself watch a movie and snuggle up or I'm going to make some cookies or make a nice dinner for like your family or whatever it is, your flatmates. So giving yourself something to look forward to is really, really good and it helps you relax. So I find it really hard to switch off. So booking something like that in where I usually sweat or I'm running around or I'm outside or I'm being social with friends uh, or cooking, which is really therapeutic to me. 
is super helpful for me to kind of disengage from all my work that's usually pretty stressful um, and to completely immerse myself in something else that's more positive um, and just refreshing so that when, when I go to bed, I'm not I'm no longer thinking about uni and deadlines and things that are due and things that I've got to be tested on the next day because yeah I suck at switching off and I find that that really helps me kind of just separate the two um and not have uni going right up until I go to bed I know when I was flooding I would sit at my laptop until like two minutes before I went to bed and it meant that when I went to bed my mind was still buzzing with everything that I was writing literally two minutes ago and it took me forever to switch off because it was the last thing I was thinking about before bed so making it not the last thing you think about before bed is yeah super helpful all right um last tip how long have I been talking for not very long I feel oh it's 11 11 um I feel like it was 11-11 my last podcast as well. Weird. All right. Um, tip number six is to make a life to-do list before each day. So what I mean by this is I am a massive procrastinator. I think I probably talked about it before. I procrastinate with like other, in my head, productive things. So I have this kind of tendency to be like, oh, I really don't want to be writing this assignment. Oh, but I've got to unpack the dishwasher. Oh, I've got to put a lot of washing on. Or, oh, I've I've got to do that. And so I procrastinate with things that make me think that I'm still getting things done and achieving things and ticking things off. But I'm actually still, at the end of the day, procrastinating and avoiding the thing that really needs to be done. So I'm always trying to play games with my own mind, but I know it's I know it's not helping. So what I do at the start of each day is I have my, in my Lorna Jane diary, um, my kind of to-do list for the day and things I want to achieve and then to the side I just have like a life to-do list so that might be putting a load of washing on emptying the dishwasher changing the sheets on your bed what whatever it is um going supermarket shopping I don't care whatever it is um and my rule is that if it takes five minutes do it now otherwise write it on the list so if it takes five minutes, you are probably going to spend more than five minutes trying to remind yourself to do it later and you spend more time thinking about it while you should be studying than the actual five minutes that it took. So if it takes less than five minutes, just get it done right now so that you don't have to use it as like a technique to procrastinate later with your assignments or while you're meant to be studying. So all those little things, I'm like, get it done now. Don't have to think about it. Um, and if it takes a bit longer than five minutes, like washing your car or something, I don't know. Um, then write it down and save it for later. Writing it down is a really helpful process for me personally because I got it's the same when I go to bed. I use um I write everything down like a first draft to-do list for the next day, the night before, before I go to bed, because I find that like if I think about something I need to do, like even today, I was like, I need to charge my AirPods. The simplest thing. But instead of just going to sleep last night, I was like was it last night? Because I could have just... Yeah, I only have one charger. That's why I was like, why did I not just charge it overnight? I only have one charger and my phone needed to be charged. So I was like, oh, I cannot forget to charge my AirPods tomorrow. I cannot forget to charge my AirPods tomorrow. And then I found that I was like not going to sleep and not drifting off because I was trying to remind myself to charge my AirPods. So I got up, got on my phone quickly and wrote it down in my reminders to charge my AirPods. The simplest thing. So that I could know in my head and my heart that like it was written down. I'm not going to forget it. I'm going to do it tomorrow. I'll get it done. And now I can go to sleep because I spend so much mental energy and it takes up so much capacity in my brain to like constantly remind myself of these little things that I'm too scared to forget. So it's constantly like buzzing just in the middle of my brain, 
because I'm too scared of it going right to the back of my brain and then forgetting about it. So I'm like always thinking about what I'm actually doing in the moment and low-key trying to remind myself of all those random things that I've tried to not forget, um, regardless if they take five minutes or not. So if they do take less than five minutes, do them now so you're not going to get 200 words into something and go, oh, I said that I would do that. Oh, I'll just do it now. And then you think, wow, good on me for getting everything done. But it's like, I'm still not writing the assignment that I need to write today. So yes, that's a um, really good tip that I have found really helps me. All right, that is my six tips. I hope some of that was helpful. Um, I'm sure a lot of those things, a lot of you guys do anyway, if you're kind of my age, been doing this for a while now school um taught us a lot of things uni's taught us even more so I hope that just if you're kind of feeling a bit flustered um or a bit overwhelmed with everything that's due for some of you this might be kind of your your last semester of uni so these are the last assignments you're going to be submitting so you might be putting a little bit more pressure on yourself than normal so just know that you're going to get through this take baby little steps plan it all out way in advance so you can prove to yourself that you've got this um and you'll all get there in the end and you'll get to summer or in my case you'll get to winter woohoo um and you'll be like yeah I did that like remember when I thought I couldn't or remember when I thought I wasn't going to get it all done like it always works itself out in the end just trust the process um and do everything in your power to keep it under control but yeah do a shaz and think that everything is going to go exactly to plan but yeah just understand that might not all go to plan but just do everything in your power to be in control of everything um during this really stressful time so if you want to reach out if you want to have a chat about any of these things or if you just want to have a chat about deadlines and everything and you're feeling a bit flustered or you have tips for me I would love if anyone had tips for me I seem to really open up on this platform and tell you all about my little insecurities and best traits and worst traits um but yeah feel free to have a chat with me I would love to talk to you and enjoy the rest of your week good luck with exam season good luck with assignment season I believe in you whether you're at school or whether you're at uni or even if you don't go to either and you're just at work and you have a lot of things on your plate at work all of these tips can still be really easily taken across to at work. I am pretty sure that I will have to delete apps like this and things when I'm at work, when I'm older, um, because I don't have self-discipline like that. So yeah, even if you're working, I hope you enjoyed this podcast or got through to the end and didn't switch off because you thought it wasn't relevant. And I will see you all in the very near future. Have a great week and I will see you very soon. Bye.